friends, and welcome to the Seeker Podcast at Service of Change, where we challenge reality, question that which we've been taught in hopes of inspiring a new direction of thought to bring about change. I'm your host, Dennis Nappy II, with Service of Change, where you can read my book for free, I Am Human and We Are Not Who We Think We Are, at serviceofchange.com slash I Am Human. This episode of the Seeker Podcast, I'd like to dedicate to the late Prince. I want to talk about uh, some of the fascinating things that surrounded this musical genius uh, as we mourn his death. I listened to a um, David Icke's, you know, uh, video, video, video weblog today talking about Prince, and he said some stuff that really inspired this show. David's always got some good stuff that that he's uh, sharing, so I'd like to get into that. First, I'd like to direct your attention to the serviceofchange.com page. There's some great stuff going on, some great ways to support the show. Please check out the Service of Change bookstore uh, you know, and get yourself a copy of one of the books there that helps support the show. You can also, like I said, read I Am Human for free, but you can get a paperback there as well. And coming soon, I have a new book that's coming online uh, that, that, I, uh, that Service of Change has published for a new Service of Change author. If you're a basketball fan, check it out. More at serviceofchange.com slash bookstore. All right, let me jump. I'm going to cut the commercial short today, um, you know, but check out Service of Change. There's a lot of good stuff there. I want to talk about Prince, and uh, like I said, David Icke was talking about it. We can get into that in a minute, but I want to start this podcast out, and it's all going to tie in, so bear with me for a minute. But I want to talk about a quote that's been attributed to Nikola Tesla. The guy was a genius. There's a lot of conspiracy theories that float around about him. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, and basically what they're saying is that Tesla developed technology that would have ultimately cut out our dependency on oil. And that's why, you know, that stuff has been stolen and it's, you know, used among the elites and the secret governments and all that stuff is how it goes. But anyway, Tesla was a genius. And what this quote that's attributed to him says is, if you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy frequency and vibration. Now, that quote couldn't ring more true in my opinion, especially after the research that I'm doing for Food for the Archons, which is my new book that's going to be coming out hopefully soon. 
because we are energetic vibrational beings and they're now the science is finally catching up is able to to prove that to an extent you know a lot of good stuff coming out of the institute of heart math that shows you know in the electromagnetic field the vibratory field that comes out of the human heart that connects and relates and communicates with the electromagnetic fields of the earth of the moon of the universe so i think that you know and, and at the quantum level as well so i think the deeper that we dig the more we start to understand the more we're going to realize how true that is and how heavy that is. Now let's go a little bit religious here. And I'm not a religious guy. You all know that those that listen to the show, but I want to just quote the very beginning of the Bible. And again, I am not preaching religion. I'm just trying to show some correlations here among things. So, you know, reading from Genesis one, it says in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Then it goes on saying, God said, let there be light. And there was light. And and God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. So it goes on from there. I want to talk about where it says the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. What is the Spirit of God? Well, nobody can prove that at this point. But there are people that have had experiences that may be able to, that, that talk from more of a place of knowing than a place of conjecture. And, you know, last year I got um, my Reiki 1 attunement. And, you know, I was blown away by what my teacher told me. Uh, again, I'm not religious. I was raised Catholic, but I walked away from that faith a long, long time ago. And I, I, I don't use religious terms. I don't even like to use the term God unless I'm quoting something directly. I just, I have a problem with it. But that's my disclaimer there. I'm not preaching to you. But what he said to me was that the Reiki energy, Reiki, you know, is also known as, it's known as Ki in Japanese, Chi in Chinese, you know, that life force energy. It's your life force energy. It's your prana, the breath, um, you know, I think in, in Hindu uh, the biosphere, which can be measured by science. So there is this life force that runs through everything in existence. What he explained was that that is, you know, that key or that chi or that life force. He said to me, he says, that's the Holy Spirit. And I immediately, my defenses went up because I'm like, okay, that's a religious term and I hate religious terms. But I thought back to my, my Catholic upbringing and they used to tell me about the Holy Spirit all the time. But I had no idea what it was. It made no sense to me. And when I got this Reiki attunement and he explained that to me, okay, now that makes sense. There is an energy, I don't care what you call it, a life force that runs through everything. And if you want to call it the Holy Spirit, call it that, like I said, Ki, Chi, Prana, Biosphere, whatever, whatever type of name you want to give it. But that made sense to me. It's that life force that runs through everything. And I promise I'm going to tie this into Prince in a moment. Okay. So if, if that's energy, energy is a, is a vibration. Is that what the spirit of God was? He, he gave that energy to, to the earth and started to create stuff. Well, there's uh, I found a, a writing by his name is Dan McCollum. And it's from uh, heavenphysics.com slash chapter eight. I'm going to have this shared on uh, the Service Change show notes as well. I'm just going to read two paragraphs from what he wrote because it's, it's relevant to what I'm talking about. So I'm quoting here, modern scientific discoveries have recently joined the voice of ancient sacred writings to pull back the veil of ignorance that once shrouded the power of sound in God's universe. 
Today, these applied sciences and the theologies can be woven together towards the redemptive understanding of sounds that heal, deliver, destroy, and open up portals in the heavenly realms. This chapter shares Dan McCollum's insights about amazing power that God has hidden for us in sound. First paragraph in this says, Physics, Physicists claim that the universe is in a constant state of vibratory motion. String theory claims that there are tiny vibrating strands of energy at the center of all matter. Genesis and the leading authority on creation research tell us that the Holy Spirit vibrated over nuclear matter to energize it, giving it the ability to be shaped and formed. Colossians tells us that God created all visible and invisible things and that, quote, by him all things consist, end quote. Are you seeing the picture? All created things vibrate, and the Creator initiated this vibration in the Genesis account of creation. Again, that's by Dan McCollum. I'll have the rest that link uh, shared in the show notes at servicechange.com, so you can read the rest of that article if you're interested. But my point is, he's saying what I'm much better than I'm able to right now. What I'm trying to convey is that there is a vibration, that energetic level that that I think more closely resembles God than a man sitting in the clouds passing judgment on everybody. I don't know what God is, but that resonates the best with me. I think he's on to something here. Now, I first saw what I'm going to talk about next in one of David Icke's talks. And if you're not familiar with the work of David Icke, look, spend nine hours, <laughs> spend 10 hours, at, you know, watching his stuff on YouTube. If you got nothing to do on a Saturday or before you go to sleep at night, no, not before you go to sleep, you need to pay attention to what he's saying. Listen to one of his talks because he details everything and connects things that you never would expect to be connected. So listen to what the man has to say. But in one of his, um, one of his presentations, he showed a video and the video started out, and it was just a pile of sand, a thin layer of sand laying on a black surface. And then a tone started to vibrate. And that tone went to a certain frequency, and all of a sudden, the little particles of the sand moved into a particular shape. And then they changed the tone, and they went into another shape. And then as the tone changed in frequency, the shapes got more and more complex. Complex geometrical shapes, sacred geometry as as some people refer to it as, created by sound. Is that proof that, you know, the Holy Spirit, the Word of God is a sound, is a vibration, is a frequency, is an energy that causes... things to take certain shape and certain form that maybe that is all that we are and there's more and more growing discussion and growing evidence that this is highly possible and i know i haven't gotten to print yet but i'm going to i promise i'm building up to that so i'll have that linked as well now i found another uh website laws of the universe.weebly.com let's talk this is called the law of vibration I'm going to share this as well. Law of vibration states that anything that exists in our universe, whether seen or unseen, broken down into an, and analyzed in its purest and most basic form, consists of pure energy or light, which resonates and exists as a vibratory frequency or pattern. All matter, thoughts, and feelings has its own vibrational frequency. The thoughts, feelings, and actions we choose also have their own particular rates of vibration. These vibrations will set up resonance with whatever possesses identical frequency. In other words, your thoughts are inseparably connected to the rest of the universe. Like attracts like. As you choose good thoughts, more good thoughts of a like nature will follow you and will also be in vibrational harmony with others who like thoughts. Now, I've used 
actual research that reflects this in Food for the Archons, talking about some studies that have come out about the vibrational frequency that comes out of the heart and how people who are empaths or are able to empathize, their vibrations will actually fall in sync with whomever they're emphasizing. I can't even say it now. You know what I'm trying to say. Whoever they're doing that with. Okay? So the vibrations create stuff and you can harmonize with them. So let's talk about Prince. A musical genius, to say the least. I don't think anybody can argue that. Some people would refer to him, and David talked about this too, as weird. I don't see him as that way, and I'm going to explain why in a minute. But I went through, I wanted to get some of his quotes. Uh, and let's see here. I'll share, I'll share the link where I'm getting these quotes from. Uh, you know, one of the things that he said, you know, and this is an article that's quoting Brainy Quote, so I'll have this shared. But he said, despite everything, no one can dictate who you are to other people. Okay, I just want to go through some of his quotes here. The next one he said was, a strong spirit transcends rules. Now think about that and think about who Prince was and what he did. The man had a very, very strong spirit that we're starting to find out now through all the coverage that's coming up talking about about this man and what he did. Uh, Let's see, there's any other quotes that I want to get to. Uh, Nope, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to, Leave it at those two right there, okay? Um, but a strong spirit transcends rules. Now let's think about that for a minute, and let's move on. And I want to talk about what David Icke was saying today in his webcast, and I'll, I'll share that uh, again through my page as well, so you can see what David had to say. It was like 20 minutes long, well worth the listen. But David said he got invited to a Prince concert at one point because Prince had read David's books and wanted to talk to him about it. And I'm paraphrasing obviously here, but David said when he was in this concert, he says he had never seen a performance like this. He says the music just flowed. And David said, you know, and I can relate to what he's saying where he said he sees energy. And he said what he saw flowing through there, he said Prince was the music. The music was Prince. He was so in tune with the music he was playing, he became the music. He created that music. It was seamless because that's what Prince was. He was he tapped into what David was getting at. It was Prince tapped into something higher a higher vibration that allowed him to just manifest music. And I compare Prince's genius to Michael Jackson's genius because he was, you know, on the same level. And Prince, I think, understood that. He understood that he had a different vantage of reality than the majority of of the world. And, you know, if you look at his symbol, if you look at, you know, some of the symbols that followed Prince, number one, I commend Prince because once he realized, I think, what he was, and I'm not, com- I'm not saying he's anything we can't be in terms of his spiritual connection. It doesn't make him a god. It doesn't make him anything other than somebody who is highly in tune with himself and his relationship and connection to the universe. But his symbol was kind of a combination of the male and female esoteric symbols. And he was big on the color purple. And if you look at his album cover, and I'll share a link to this as well, from his his 1999 album. As a kid, I would have looked at this and said, wow, it looks like, you know, somebody just scribbled a bunch of random pictures in here uh, for fun. Being a little bit more well-read now, a little bit more well-researched, 
his 1999 album cover, it says Prince 1999, but each letter and the numbers, you know, all have, they're, they're riddled with symbols. And many of them are esoteric symbols. There's meaning behind them. I look at the, these drawings and I say, Prince understood, uh, much better than me, understands how the universe works. He understands these esoteric or these spiritual principles. He was very big on the color purple. And, you know, I, I read one article that said people thought that Prince liked the color purple because it had to do with, uh, with royalty and Prince thought he was royal. Because you look at Prince and you see the way that he dresses. He was a very fancy dresser. He was very well-spoken. You know, I can see how people can, can misconstrue that and paint him with that brush. And David talked about this a little bit too. I don't think that Prince thought he was better than anybody else. I think the man was a genius and he connected to something that separated him from the majority of this world because he didn't know how to connect, how to relate on that level. Or not that he didn't know how, he didn't care to. That's a better way to say it because he was a pretty, you know, his interviews, he's a great interview. I don't think he cared to because he understood things from a different perspective, from a different vantage. And he was going to be who he was and his truest expression with his music, with his, with everything that he, his dress, his personality, because he, I think he got it. I really think he got it. And, and if you're familiar with some of these, you know, esoteric symbols, take a look at his 1999 album cover. Again, I'll have the link in there for you to check out and see. But I really think he, he understood that. And again, the color purple. I took, when I was in high school, I took a, a psychic development course. And one of the things that, one of the parts of that course talked about auras. And that's where I first started to see auras. She taught us, you know, how we can train ourselves to see auras. And I remember she talked about the color purple being a color of healing, but also a color of somebody who is very spiritual. Now, if you look at, you know, in religion, you, you see the color purple throughout churches, throughout Christian churches, okay? It's a spiritual color. And I've noticed now that I can see auras, not all the time, but I do see them a lot more regularly. When somebody is feeling very spiritual or in a spiritual state or of a healing nature, I see the color purple around them. I do. It's a very good color to have. It's, like I said, it's it promotes healing. And I think that... Because it's such a high, highly spiritual color, well, I think that royalty adopted that color to reflect royalty. But in reality, it reflected divinity or just spirituality. And I think that's what Prince knew. I think he understood what that meant. And, and here's why. His song, Purple Rain, I just read the lyrics. It's something I never thought about before tonight, but I just read the lyrics and, and just listen to what, what it says. Um, and I'm, I'm going to start from the middle of the song. I'm not going to start from the beginning, but he says, I only want to see you underneath the purple rain. Honey, I know, I know. I know times are changing. It's time we all reach out for something new. That means you too. You say you want a leader, but you can't seem to make up your mind. I think you better close it. And let me guide you to the purple rain. Purple rain, purple rain. Purple rain, purple rain. If you know what I'm singing about up here, come on, raise your hand. Purple rain, purple rain. I only want to see you, only want to see you in 
the purple rain. I think Prince, based on this song, based on his esoteric symbols, based on his love of the color purple, he understands colors have their own frequency and their own vibration. Like I said earlier, like attracts like. If you're harmonized with a particular cover, with a highly spiritual color, you're going to attract that. You're going to draw that in. I only want to see you in the purple rain. Again, from somebody who sees auras, it's like a neon light being surrounding somebody. For me, that's how I see them. Maybe that's how he interprets it. Purple rain. He sees the purple rain. I want to see you in a purple aura. Maybe that's what the one of his messages that he's trying to get out to everybody. Surround yourself with that with that energy, with that frequency, with that vibration. Vibration has the power to create. He used music to create things. One of his friends was on uh, on the air on the news the other day talking about how Prince used his concerts as a cover to go out and then do wonderfully good things, donate money, support charities, help people, you know, without advertising or, you never heard about this. This is the first time this stuff came out. He was using that to spread that peace, that healing to areas that needed it the most. The people that have spoken about him lately have been saying that Prince was a healer. He was going out and doing that stuff. And I'm just, I'm so inspired by him. I listen to that and I say, I need to be doing more when I hear what, what he's doing or what he did. And I just, I just gained so much more respect for Prince. Not that I already didn't respect him, uh, you know, a ton, but I, I've kind of got the chills here thinking about the, um, the purple there and the purple rain and how significant that was. So think about it and, uh, you know, hopefully you'll surround yourself in that purple rain as well, because, uh, I think that's I think Prince understood and again much like Michael Jackson that's that's the healing that's the revolution and I'm not going to get into any conspiracy theories on the show as, as to how he died not this episode I'm sure I know the videos are starting to pop up now I don't want to tarnish the man's life like that right now or his memory at this point but I will say that you know what Prince did in his life scares the system what Michael Jackson and again the man was terribly discredited with a lot of the allegations about him but his genius and the message go back and listen to Michael Jackson's songs and listen to his message and then go back and look at John Lennon his songs all we are saying is give peace a chance john lennon said we market peace like they market coca-cola basically and i'm i'm ruining the quote but that you know there was an interview with him with yoko and they were interviewing him. he says this is a business we're selling peace because that's what the our competition is doing they're selling all the distractions to peace these guys all are all dead and they're all ostracized and so my my point is i think these guys were tied into something i think they understood they understand that is the revolution because evil begets evil. Like attracts like. So if you're putting out negative, if you're fighting your enemy, you're giving more fuel to that negative fire. If you're putting out peace and love, and I know you can say, oh, you sound like a hippie, but that's part of the game. And, you know, discredit the person that says put out peace and love. If you're putting that out there, well, 
you know, that's where the real change comes from. You're not sending more negativity out there. You're not drawing more negativity in. You're truly healing yourself, those you care about, and you're healing the world. I'm going to stop this show here. Uh, I'd like to thank you all for listening and for supporting the show. Please, I can't ask you enough, please continue to, to like, comment, please share these episodes if you find it you know, worth your time. It really helps me out in promoting the show. Um, you know, so please, you know, if, if you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share it. You can find it on iTunes. You can find it on SoundCloud. You can find it on YouTube. And on YouTube, there's also an archive of a ton of other, you know, hours worth of videos, not by me, but by other, by other creators that have some great, you know, hours worth of insight and things to ponder through the YouTube. And all these, you can find links to this all on the Service of Change page. And you can also get to my Facebook page through serviceofchange.com. And there's great stuff on the Facebook feed as well. So please like it, share it, please help me out. I would greatly appreciate it. Another great way to support the show, like I said, check out the bookstore, pick up a book, and, uh, you know, those proceeds go to help keep this operation running if you're enjoying the show and helps me uh, get ready for food for the art. Archons. I am human food for the Archons. I'm uh, hoping to finish up draft one within the next couple of weeks here. So, again, that's all the time I have. I'm Dennis Nappy II with Service of Change. This has been the Secret Podcast, where our small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning and keep an open mind. Thank you. Welcome to Truth Seekers.